Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Admit One Productions, the makers of Sick City and Ravage, comes the fifth episode of A Hollywood Dream Gone Wrong. Welcome to The Actor. This dark drama is a character study of the unforgiving world, of celebrity status, aging out and the pursuit of redemption and glory. Get ready, Radio Hour fans. There are no secrets that time does not reveal. Let's lift the curtain once again and take a ride to La La Land. In this installment, we meet up with Moses Knight. The first time I tried to act was in front of the mirror. A man born of the streets. Moses is a survivor. This once celebrated TV and movie star of Hollywood still has a lot to prove. This is his journey. I have a dream. My four little children one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Before he flew off the hood? Wow! That was some serious air, motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, Moses! Hey, maybe you should audition for that Black Superman movie coming out. Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, fuck that, man. This punk doesn't have the chops to play a hero. Look at this wannabe. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Man, that's some sidekick shit. The only thing this bitch is good at is dying in the end. Why did you have to come back to the hood? You're a stupid motherfucker. This isn't Hollywood, Moses. Making a name for yourself here is life or death. So what are we gonna do? The disciples are not gonna like us. Fucking with one of their own. It's risky, bro. You sure you wanna do this? An eye for an eye. If this motherfucker is lucky, I won't take two.
This is a journey into sound. To be or not to be. That is the question. Nah, fuck that question. This is a journey into sound. I want to live. I want to entertain. I want to leave my mark on this world. Show everyone who held me down I'm the real deal. It's tough being a black man in Hollywood. Sidney Poitier once said, I never had an occasion to question color. Therefore, I only saw myself as what I was, a human being. The nose, the you're not right for this role I experience as an actor is a little different than white folk auditioning. Have you ever stood in front of a bunch of executives who don't look like you and perform? Uh, could you play that a little more black? You know, more street-like. It fucks with your head the first time. Especially where I'm from. You feel as if you're singing for your supper. And that doesn't feel good to a community who feels like it's constantly auditioning to live free in this country. You have to step back from time to time. Remind yourself of the bigger goals in life. For me, my goals have always led me to Hollywood. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. I was a product of the 80s. That's when I got my first big break. I was lucky enough to have Bill Cosby himself pick me out of a line at an open casting call and make my dreams come true. Shit, I was a pudding pop kid with Mr. Cosby. Jello pudding pops, jello pudding pops, frozen pudding on a stick. (laughs) Then a regular on his world famous show. Bill took me under his wing and treated me like a son. It was some of the best times of my life hanging out with the Huxtables. That show took me from the streets of Chicago to Hollywood and saved my life for real. I was in it to win it, and I would do anything to make my acting career a success. You have to be a good show pony that doesn't threaten middle America if you have any hope to survive the judgment of an American television audience. Judging a person doesn't define who they are. It defines who you are. That's something my father once said to me. It's something I try to uphold when I meet these gatekeepers of Hollywood. My name is Moses Knight. I'm from the streets of Chicago. Chi-Town is considered the most gang-affiliated city in the United States. There are over 150,000 active gang members in the Windy City. My father was a leader of one of the most notorious ones, the Black Disciples, also known as BDN. The street gang was founded by my father's best friend, David Barkdale, in 1966, when the Black community in Chicago needed it most. We declare our right on this earth to be a man, to be a human being. The police and government treated us like enemies of the state, and we needed to stand up for ourselves. It was a life and death scenario, back and forth, over and over again. And 
the black disciples were ready to answer the call. Barksdale was known as King David. And my father was his right-hand man, his confidant, his best friend, the one who took care of the soldiers. The black disciples would grow into the largest street gang in Chicago and the United States. They were on the FBI's radar. The powers that be were worried about King David and his court. And my childhood probably recorded somewhere in the archives of police surveillance. It was a wild time being a child. When the king died in 1974 of kidney failure, he was only 27 years old. My father was only 26. That's when he became the youngest gang leader in the land. That's the date my dad said I was conceived. I was told I was trouble from the moment I was born. My father used to tell me that. Can you imagine? My pops loved to hide his pain with bad humor. My birthday would become a day we wouldn't celebrate. The reminder is painful. I haven't spoken much about my mother. There's a reason for it. She died. It happened 90 seconds after I was born. My father said she never got to hold me. The doctor handed me to him before my mother went into cardiac arrest. Stand clear. My father was always afraid of fate. He always tried to take a different path to avoid it, but the irony of life sent him down the road that would lead him to it. The Black Disciples would become his responsibility, a community that depended on him to survive and thrive. He wasn't ready to be a father. Hell, he wasn't ready to be a husband either. My mother was just a face in the crowd, a groupie with a crack problem. I always wondered if we would have gotten along. Would we have liked each other? Is the essence of who she was the reason I wanted to be an actor? These sort of questions haunt me from time to time. My childhood was tough. My father was consumed with black disciple business. I fended for myself and got in trouble a lot by association. It was hard not to fall into gangland stuff when all your friends belonged to it. I did my best to stay away. Thank God for TV. <laughs> it feels like shows from the 60s and 70s raised me in a way. It gave me insight and understanding of the outside world. It gave me hope that there was something better than this life in Chicago. You could say I was always looking for some good times. I mean, damn, Janet Jackson's penny was so fine on that show. Is there something you want? Uh-huh. Yeah. She was my first official celebrity crush. The first time I tried to act was in front of the mirror when I was eight years old. I felt this freedom when I performed. I could be whoever I wanted to be, and no one was going to judge me. What you talking about, Willis? For a kid living the thug life, it was very empowering. I would bring myself different characters of myself to this reality I lived in. I would hone my craft by robbing liquor stores, boosting cars, selling drugs, and hanging by my dad's side. <laughs> 
This was not my reality. I hated this life. This is how I coped. Acting the thug became my best character yet. I was ready for Hollywood. I was going to be an actor no matter what. When I told my father what I wanted to do, he wasn't feeling it. He wanted me to follow in his footsteps, but I didn't have the stomach for that lifestyle. My father was plenty pissed when I got that lead role in the Bill Cosby commercial. He wasn't a fan. He thought old Billy Boy was a sellout. A puppet that entertains wholesome white America. The idea that his boy was sucking on a pudding pop cock for millions on TV made his skin crawl. You gotta love the irony of it all in 2022. My father always knew how to read somebody right. I guess the roofie shit he missed. You know anything about Spanish fly? What? Spanish fly. <laughs> but damn, Bill sure does make a lot of people skin crawl now. <laughs> as much as he's a terrible man, this sweater-wearing superstar saved my ass. When I left Chicago, I never said goodbye. I'm not sure if my father ever got to see me perform. When he died, it had been years since we had last spoke. 18 bullets ended my father's life. 18. What makes this number such a mindfuck? I was turning 18 the day after he was gunned down in the streets. It's funny, the human condition. It takes sadness to know what happiness is, noise to appreciate the silence, and absence to value presence. Everyone is looking for answers, but no one seems to know what questions to ask. <sighs> I wish my father and I had appreciated each other more. I wish I appreciated a lot of things more in my life. Good brother. There's a there's a hospital just up the street. So don't you worry. Let's get out of here. One good deed doesn't wash out the bad. The truth of what one says lies in what one does. Was it you or I that stumbled first? Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. This is Moses Knight. Leave a message. Moses, it's Ari. How are you? It's been a while, I know. I apologize for that. I know it's been frustrating, but it looks like that's going to change. 
It's time to get excited. I've got a massive opportunity for you. It's an A-list director, a big budget studio project. Are you listening? This film is destined to be a classic. Now you need to call me as soon as possible, Moses. The director wants to see you this week. You're not gonna believe who it is. I'm not telling you until we talk. It's a surprise. You know, this feels right, Moses. You know? So get your shit together and call me. Ciao. To be, to be or, not. or not. Well, folks, it looks like that's a question for another day. Day, day, day. <laughs> This was episode five of The Actor. If you enjoyed the program and would like to help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. The Actor, episode five, stars Al McFoster, Jason Barbeck, and... Barrington Bignall. The series is written and directed by Courtney James. Sound mix design by Jeremy Reed. Produced by Jennifer James. Music by Totally Enormous Extinct Dinosaurs. Calm Trues. Eric B. and Rakim. Guns and Roses. 70s and 80s TV show classics. And Cliff Martinez. The Admit One Radio Hour will be delivering a wide range of programming for an audience looking for something new. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Sounder FM. Thanks for listening and subscribing. New episodes of The Actor are coming soon. New on Curiosity Stream. Get ready for the best of the best with our 100 Days of Curiosity, featuring fan favorite titles like Light on Earth with Sir David Attenborough. Join me on a journey like no other. Stephen Hawking's favorite places. It's a crazy world out there. The history of home with Nick Offerman. Not my home, just homes. Other people's homes. And many more. It's 100 Days of Curiosity. And for a limited time, get 40% off our annual plan. That's just a dollar a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.